Hey guys, this is Brian Hopkins. This is the Hero's Journey Podcast. This episode is brought to you by SMP Inc. right here in Las Vegas. JPS Computers out of Oregon and West Coast Tattoo Parlor, two locations here in town. Um, you might have seen some of the, the clips or the episode. Uh, I've never had an episode just take off the way it did, but I, I had... Heidi King on the show from the Heather. TV show. Oh, sorry. I'm so thrown off. Heather King from the show uh, Tanked. And um, it, and she came in and, and sprung some stuff on me. And, and, and I had a hard time. Honestly, I had a hard time dealing with this. And I'll tell you, uh, my guest today, I want, there's two sides to every story. And I wanted Brett to come in, Brett Raymer from the TV show. I saw one episode the other day where you guys built a, a car uh, tank in the first episode. Very impressive. You guys did great work and whatever. Uh, what you guys missed is uh, this was we, we had a bit of a, a heated moment in here today, which was needed to be. And I want to start off the show by saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry for putting out clips that may have hurt you and I and my my mom and my my girlfriend can actually attest to this they can I when I was putting out the first clip I went I don't know that I should be doing this I don't know these people I don't know if if Brett or Wade or their father or whoever is involved where they are in their life I don't know anything about them I don't know if they're staring at a gun if they're having a tough day tough week tough years I have no idea I've had a couple of rough years coming out of COVID. So for me, I didn't know where that was. And I made a mistake by putting these out without reaching out to you. You made a very clear point to me coming in and you had all the reason in the world to raise your voice. You had all the reason in the world to be upset about it. And I want to publicly say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to your kids who had to learn things that may or may not have been true. They were just what she said. It was one side. The mic is yours today. And when we walked down that, that path, the very first thing she threw at me was, my brother's a drug dealer. That's the reason why he was here. Set the story straight for me, man, please. So, you know, before we, before we start the actual show, please. one of the things I want to say is you got to understand what kind of person you're dealing with. Not me, meaning my sister, right? What kind of, I would never be on your show ever talking about my family, okay? If you called me about, you wanted to know about my journey as a hero, mm -hmm. I'd be more than glad to come on your podcast. You guys do a great job, 74 episodes that I've watched. Thanks. You guys did a great job up until my Thank sister's you. episode, yeah. which I told you how yep. I was upset about. Yes. Um, and the reason I'm here today is, is to move forward, right? To, to explain all the things that you guys talked about and put them into perspective of where they really should be. What she did was she told you a story which she culminated and put it all together into like one timeline. Mm -hmm. And she never really talked about the time and when it happened. And you know, the story was told with a lot of fabrication, a lot of lies. So I would not normally be here. I'm not coming on here to bash my family. I'm not coming on here to talk bad about anyone. I'm coming on here to set the record straight and to talk to you about all the things that happened during that podcast. So you just mentioned to me about my sister dealing drugs, okay? Yeah, well, she so said that She you said were, that I dealt yeah, drugs, and yeah, we're going yeah. to talk about Please. the story. In 1986, I was in high school, That's and I was, a, I, was a, I was a star athlete in high school. Played football, baseball. I even had an opportunity to uh, train and swim for the 88 Olympics, which I, which I declined. 
I was that wow. kind of I was that wow. kind of born and bred athlete. My senior year of high school, I blew my knee out playing football. Ooh. I lost the scholarship. I was going to get a scholarship. Been there. I've been I had there. problems, right? Doctor, this is I tore my ACL when I was 16. I'm now remember, I'm now 54, okay? So we're talking 38 years ago, okay? The surgery wasn't like it was today. It was it was it was a, a rough surgery back then. They basically had scars up and down. So the doctor told me that I was young enough that I shouldn't go for the surgery. Told me I was probably never going to be able to play football again. And that took a toll on me. Yeah. And uh, I decided to go to community college for a year. I graduated high school at 16, and I started college at 16, community college. My first year at community college, I went to community college. Remember, back in 1996, the drinking age was 18. Okay? That's when right. they turned it to oh, 21. Wow. Okay. That's when they turned it to 21. So when I graduated and I became... In my 18, 19, 17, 18, my friends were all 18, 19. They right. were all drinking right. already. They were already drinking. So we were already out party. clubbing, yep. partying, fake IDs, 18. Yep. We had grandfather, grandfathered in, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it, was, it was great. Hanging out, partying. There was one kid in our neighborhood that would always had money. Never do anything. All he'd do is stand on the street corner and sell weed. Okay? And we all admired him because he drove around in the nice car. Oh, of course. He always would come to the neighborhood and buy everybody everything while we were playing ball. Now, mind you, 17 was the first time I actually even smoked weed in my life, okay? Never did drugs, never did any hard. I was an athlete, pure as, the, pure as gold as they could be. I was an athlete. I decided to go up to Stony Brook. Uh, during the community college my year, I knew my knees, I was never going to get back. Yeah. So I started smoking weed at 17, hanging out, smoking weed, going out to clubs, partying, learning the good life, learning about what hustling was, right? Learning how to make a couple of extra bucks on the side, learning how to hustle, we always saw this kid that I told you about making money, yeah. so I kind of idolized him, believe it or not, because he always had the money. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up to college, bring an ounce of weed with me. Let's see what happens. So I bring an ounce of weed up with me, and all the stuff I'm telling you about, it's all legal today, no, right? Right, right. right? Right, We could pull over the car and buy it. Absolutely. And we go into yeah. today and buy it. Yeah. So Advertising. I went, and I bought an ounce of weed. I went up to college, and the next thing you know is my weed was better than every other weed they had in college. Next thing you know is people started coming to me, buying weed from me. Next thing, there goes my hustle. My hustle started, right? So in 1988, I started selling weed in college. I graduated college. Well, I didn't graduate. Went for, went for four years total. And then when I went to go graduate, I was short a couple of credits. And I was 20 years old. And I was like, I really don't want to go back to school. So I just let it go. I went for four years, never got my degree, and I just let it go. Well, I had three years of hustling, right, at Stony yeah. Brook. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of... After I left college, my dad had his business, and I was like, you know, Dad, can I, can I work for you? My dad wasn't the kind of guy that was, like, overly pressured, didn't, like, really make me, like, you know, he was a cool dad. He was the coolest dad. He was at every event. He loved me. I, me and him were like this, right? So, and my dad knew that I was selling right. weed in college. There was nothing I hid from my dad. I never hid anything from my family. I did have a job in college, by the way, too. My roommate was a DJ, and we would go to parties. I would help him set up and break down, and that was my thing that I was doing in college. And I'd get paid 100 bucks a night, and, you know, on top of selling weed and this. That so was my hustle. That was my okay. hustle, bro. That okay. was my hustle. Yep. My hustle wound up taking me. I, I graduated, and then I kept hustling, right? But I hustled in all facets. It wasn't just drugs, right? Okay. If somebody had a truck full of suits in Brooklyn, they brought them over, we were selling suits. If right. somebody brought you a truck full of this or a handful of this, we were moving this. You know, I lived in a neighborhood where gangsters were really prevalent in the 80s and the 90s, right? And I grew up with a lot of kids that were, you know, gangsters. Yeah. And a lot of them came to me because I was a hustler. And yep. they would bring me stuff, hustling. Well, I wound up linking up with one of my friends in the neighborhood, and we wound up having, like, a, a partnership. He had his own place. I lived at home till I was about 21, 
And then uh, we just were hustling. That's what we did. We hustled. I also hustled for my dad. Okay. Right. My dad had a machinery and equipment company, which my sister talked about. And uh, I always knew that there was a chance of selling machinery and equipment. So every time I would go out, just like I supposedly asked you about an aquarium, right? right? right. I went out and I would ask people, hey, you guys know anybody that has machinery and equipment? You know anybody? I meet this girl at a club. Her parents own Stark Industries. Okay. It's a big manufacturing plant when I'm 21. Okay. okay. Her name's Edie Stark. I remember this vividly because this is my first big sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember those. I, I told my, my dad. She goes, oh, you sell machine equipment? Yeah, we're looking for two lathes. I'm like, you're looking for two lathes? Hold on, let me get my dad. My dad, they wound up talking. They made a deal. I made 60K, okay? $60,000 uh, when I was 21. At 21. Okay? Yep. Moved out of my house, got my own pad, continued the hustle all along. Boom, boom, boom. Now, my sister said that I got robbed. That is true. I did get robbed. And that's not the reason why I moved to Vegas, right? Okay. I did get robbed along the same period of time. But what happened was is I saw opportunity. I had been to Vegas in 1992 for vacation with my friends. The Shark Club, the Palladium. We hung out. We had an amazing time. There's nothing like it in the world. Buffalo was a dirt road, yeah. right? So I, I come out here. My dad takes me out here. My dad has a custom home out here that he's living in, a vacation home. And he says he's moving to Vegas. So my dad moves out to Vegas. Meanwhile, I come out here. I visit. I'm like, wow, this place is great. I see a lot of opportunity. I hated New York, dude. The, 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 the snow, the weather, the people. I mean, look what's going on in New York right yeah, now, yeah. right? It's just, I just didn't like it. It was just gross to me. Everything was gross. Vegas was brand new. Everything was brand new in Las Vegas. And I screamed hustle. Right? It screamed opportunity. So I was like, you know what, man? I think I want to move to Vegas. Did the robbery have something to do with it? It contributed a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. it contributed. But Pointed your direction. Pointed. But I got a place in New York, got a place in Vegas, and I was flying back and forth. Oh, dang. Right? Okay. For years. I was yeah. flying back and forth for years. Then when I got to Vegas, I wound up going to started going to Utopia. We started going to After Hours. Well... The only after hours in Vegas was strip clubs, right? And we've been going to strip clubs for years, me and my friends. One of my friends owns scores in New York. We had been going for years. I met my ex-wife there. She was a dancer. Um, we just, those are the clubs that were open late night. And, you know, yep. where did everybody in Vegas go? Everybody went to Cheetah or they went to, you know, Crazy Horse 2 or they went, yeah, and we all went out. We all partied at after hours yep. and we all went and had a great time in Vegas. And I wound up meeting somebody that had ecstasy, okay? So, again, Another opportunity I looked at as an opportunity, right. and I got myself involved with some ecstasy, and I made some bad decisions. Now, 1996, okay. we're talking about, oh, right? Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, I graduated from college in 1990, then from 1990 until 96, I was living in New York, and I was basically doing my thing, working a little for my dad, hustling, doing this, doing that. So when she says I really didn't have a job... I didn't have no. a specific day job that you I didn't. went to every day that I sat in an office. That's me right now. But so I understand. I had a hustle job. That's right. how I looked at it. I was hustling. It gave me the ability to do what I wanted, go out to clubs, meet people, just yep. go out there and do things. And I'm the kind of guy, like I said, if I meet you at a party, we start talking. What do you got going on? What do you, you know, I try to find out where the little niches are, right? Right. So I moved to Vegas. And when I get to Vegas, I find out that my sister is with this guy named Wade. All right. And my dad wants to introduce me to him. So they introduced me to Wade in the 96, 97 era. Now, mind you, my sister said that I was trying to be like her father. No, 
Me and my sister had a great relationship growing up. I was the older brother. She was the younger sister. We're right. six and a half, seven years apart. And Are there other Yeah, siblings? there's another brother who's even younger than us. Okay. And we all grew up, nice middle-class family. Parents always took care of us. My sister looked up to me. I was the athlete. She was a gymnast. You know, I went to, I dated one of her gymnast teachers. So, like, it was like a good relationship. When, we, when the relationship started to have a little bit of problems was when I moved to Vegas. And that's because I didn't like Wade. Absolutely, I uh, didn't like Wade. And I'm going to tell you why I didn't like Wade. Right. And I'm going to tell it to you the way she didn't tell it to okay. you. Wade was, dating my, Wade was dating my older my other sister, okay? okay? I have another sister that's older than Heather but younger than me. Her okay. name is Linda. We didn't find out that she was our sister until she was 16. Okay, I was going to say, the, okay. this, you're springing this on me right, right. So okay. we didn't. So okay. we didn't know that she was ours until we were 16. Well, mind you, she's in her 20s now, you know, at the time. Right, right, right. And... Wade goes out on a few dates with her, right? Now, mind you, my dad at this time is building a 12,000-square-foot home, okay? Seven bedrooms, a whole monster on it, half uh, a little more than three-quarters of an acre in Eagle Hills. My dad's got money. He's got cars. This is my younger sister. Right. This is Wade, who's... My sister had just turned 21. Wade is 31. I'm 27, okay? What big brother in his right mind is not going to have trepidations about a 31-year-old man dating a 21-year-old girl after he dated his other sister, right. didn't succeed with her, and then says, oh, I'm going to marry your other daughter, right? Right. So to me, shade, yeah. right? I see shade. So I didn't like Wade, and I was really adamant about them not dating and her right. not getting married to him, and I was at first. Then my dad says... I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop that. Right. That was, you know, when somebody gets fixated right, on right, something, of course, of course. you can't stop it. You can only voice your opinion. Well, me voicing my opinion put kind of a damper on mine and my sister's so relationship. That's where, that's, that's where it started. started. Okay. That's okay. where it started. Well, over the years, the business had came about because Wade was working for another company. That other company was about to go under. Wade met my dad because he was building an aquarium for my dad out of my dad's garage. So basically, Wade was doing it behind the scenes, not letting his company know what was going on. Right. So I started seeing all of this stuff, right? He's doing this behind my back. He dated my other sister. Right. He, you know, he just, the guy, I just, I didn't get that warm and fuzzy when I right, met him, right, right. you know? So the bottom line is that company that he was working for was, was about to go under. And my dad, he came to That's my dad he said, and said, stepped in. hey, you know, you're going to be my sister. I put up the money, blah, blah, My dad said, well, you know what? I don't have a problem with doing that, but I'd like to have my two sons involved, okay? Me and my brother, okay? So we get have a meeting, me, my dad, Wade, brother. My dad puts up the money. My brother decides not to be involved. My brother, he's young. He wants to go to New York. He goes to New York to hang out with his friends. And I come in and I start working the business. Now, mind you, I'm in my 20s. Probably 23, no, let's see, I would say 23, 24, 94, 25, okay? And uh, I'm still hustling, right? But I have a new business that my dad just put up the money for. I'm going into work, but I'm not stopping my money because I'm not making no money at this right. place. It's brand new. Neither is Wade. Wade's got his hustle too, right? right? Wade's selling, he's got tile jobs. He's got this job. He's got that job. So we're, we're both hustling. Yeah. Wade and I like to party. 
Both of us liked the party. Wade partied in a little bit of different manner than I did. Um, he did different things than I did. Wade liked the white stuff, right. where I never snorted before in my life. And I don't judge, right? right. You do whatever the hell you yeah. want to do. That's your business. But the bottom line is, is Wade and I understood each other as time started go- going on, right? Because yeah. we were at each other. We were at the office every day. Yeah. We started working every day together. Now, mind you, when Wade and my sister got married, they moved into my dad's house, Okay. So my sister lived in my dad's house from the time she was born until she was 38 years old. Okay. She, she never left. Okay. She lived there with her family, with her kids. She lived there with her husband. She lived there with my brother, with my mom, my dad. I mean, the whole house, she lived there with everybody. Now, mind you, my dad built this 12,000 square foot home himself, and he did it the cheap way, which that's how my dad is, meaning he didn't hire a contractor. He hired a bunch of subs that he did it himself, okay. and he did the job. Well, there was always something wrong with the house. So when Wade moved into the house, he became my, – my dad is famous for over the years picking up people off the street, having them live with us, 10, 15 people over my lifetime live with us, and he puts them to work. Right? right, he gets them to do things. You know, be there, uh, be his uh, worker at the house. So Wade was really talented, right, in all kinds of things. And when Wade moved into the house, married my sister, all of this stuff gets dropped on Wade's plate. Right. So anytime that Wade comes home from work, he's doing the backyard, he's digging the this, he's doing the kitchen cabinets, he's doing this, he's doing that. And Wade's the kind of guy that's not going to be like, "Everyone, enough's enough." You know, he's just going to keep doing it, make my sister happy, make Wade happy, make my dad happy. That's just who Wade was, right? Wade was always the kind of guy that he was definitely a hard worker. I give him credit for being a hard worker. But what I don't give him credit for is that he would tell people that he was working and he really wasn't working. So what happened is, is I used to leave work at like five, six o'clock, normal hours. Right. Wade would stay till nine. Wade would stay till nine, not because he was working, because he hated going home. Oh. Okay. He hated going to my dad's house because look, if you were in your late thirties and having to live in and you live grown in your man's grown house. man's house right. and my dad walks around yep. half naked all the time yep. and then you come home from work at eight o'clock and he's like, Hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you to do this. And you You're got like my, a- Child, a teenager, right, doing your chores. Right. So Wade and I used to talk about this all the time, right? He used to be like, "Man, dude, I just hate going home." But then what Wade would do is Wade was very two faced. He would tell me one thing: "Don't worry, bro, I got your back. Go home, enjoy yourself, enjoy your family." And then he would go to my sister and be like, "Yeah, your brother left here at six o'clock, and I'm here, but stuck here home. I'm stuck here at the office doing all this work while your brother left me." And then me, he'd be like, "Dude, don't worry about it. Go home. Go, go home." So Wade would do this a lot. Like over the years, he was just very. He didn't like confrontation, okay? So he would tell you what you wanted to hear. Right. So all these years in the beginning, I didn't work nowhere near as hard as Wade because I was out hustling, partying, trying to make a go of it, right? Then all of a sudden, I made a bad decision and I did a deal and somebody set me up, a good friend of mine set me up and I got arrested. I got arrested in 1997, okay? 97. I was 26 years old. Oh, wow. I'm 54 now. Dude, yeah, okay, 28 years our, ago. Yeah, we're in our 20s. We're, you're sitting, what you're telling me, I'm listening, and I'm listening like, I'm sucked in, because one, you're very good. You're very good at this, Thank like you. sharing this. Uh, two, it's when you're in your 20s, you're trying to figure out who you are, who, especially when the thing that you know what to do and how to do, sports, that was my thing. I had to pivot. Well, what I am I going to do? Hustler, man. Yeah, my, dad, so, okay. my dad was a hustler. I watched him hustle. 
He was a policeman, but I watched him do Las Vegas nights. I watched him sell jackets. I watched him sell clothing. I watched him sell machinery and equipment. I watched my dad hustle. 10 years old, lemonade stand. 13 years old, paper route. 15 year old, 15 years old, comic business. 16, worked in the city for an attorney. I was a born hustler. It was in my genetics, right? So the bottom line is, is that Wade and my dad, Wade didn't like going home. He just, right. we always talked about it. He's like, man, your sister nagging me, your dad having me do this, your dad having me do that. It just became a lot for him, mm -hmm. right? And me, I was out on the weekends hustling, doing my thing, trying to make money. So I come in a little bit later. You know, Wade's like, don't worry about it, dude, don't worry. And then my, he tell my sister, oh, your brother came in at three. So there's two different things going on here, right. right? Wade's making himself look good and then making me look bad. Yep. But at the end of the day, I'm not knowing that he's making me look bad. I'm, they're telling me, well, Wade's working so hard. And I'm telling them, no, he's not. He's at the office watching porn, hanging out by himself because he doesn't want to go home to your house and hang out with you guys. He hates going home. Wow. And they never believe me. They never believe me. Wow. Right? So and this is somebody that you're trying to, you're trying to get him the benefit of the doubt because already he's, he's going right. into it. Right. So I didn't like Wade for the first yeah. few years. I'm yeah. going to be honest with yeah. you. I really didn't like Wade. Well, I got arrested in 1997 is when I got, when I got, no, it was 1999 is when I got arrested. Excuse me, not 97, 99 is when yeah. I got arrested. I went to jail in 2001 and I did a year and a half in federal prison at Nellis Air Force Base from 2001 to 2002. Wow. Now, I come out of jail. Okay. But, but, yeah. I got to ask. Yeah. What was that like? Oh, it was easy. It was crazy. Was it? Best thing that ever happened to me. Bro. Really? Best thing that ever happened to me. Seriously. Why? Why? Wait, I was give, going, give me an example. I was a hustler. And I would have kept hustling. Uh, I would have. It would have been no end to me. There okay. would have been no end in sight, man. You would. You would have. You. You would have found a reason to keep going. Yeah. Why? Why would I have stopped? Yeah. Why? Right. But jail stopped like that, bro. Yeah. It showed me I never want to go to jail again, man. I never want to yeah. not see my. My daughter was two and a half. Okay. Wow. I never want to not see my kids. I never want to be able to told what to do, and I never want to have to bend over and cough again. You right. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're checking you. Yeah. After yeah, visits, yeah. they're checking you. So I was in jail from 2001 till 2002. Do you know how many times my sister came and visited me? Take a guess. I'm, See if you I'm can... guessing zero. You hit it right on the money. Wow. How many times did Wade come visit me? Zero. 50. Are you serious? Every weekend. Every weekend. Really? Every single weekend. He would park miles away, jump on a bus, take the bus, get searched, and come in to see me every single weekend. Okay, here's a question I got to ask you. Because I didn't do this last time, and you pointed this out yeah. off camera. So you're probably going to get to it, but you're saying he did this for you. But then right now you're saying like, like he's watching porn and doing all outing. Yeah, but his, what, he, what he does in his own private time, right. I don't judge. Right, right. But Even we're, though it's, we're it, talking about yeah, it. That's it's what I'm okay. saying. It's okay. he, he was... After, as time went on, yeah. like when I was dealing drugs, right, in Vegas, right. during the years from 90, let's say it was from like, I got busted in 99, so let's say from the years that I moved out here, which was 94, okay. so let's say those five years. During those five years, I might not have liked Wade, but guess what? Nobody had any problems with uh, taking money from me. Yeah. No one had any problems with yeah. me paying for their trips to Utah that we used to go on, skiing trips. No one had problems with me giving them weed or taking stuff from me. As soon as I got arrested, yeah, they all turned. Yep, they all turned. Yep. right. Nobody. I was doling out money for my sister, taking them on vacations, going here, going there, partying, going to clubs. 
doing all kinds of stuff for Wade here and there. We would, we would do, things were going fine. But as soon as I got busted, that was the end of it, right? Yeah. So Then you're the bad guy. Then I'm the bad guy. Everybody's pointing fingers. Exactly. So, yeah, they raided our shop. They raided my dad's house. They did all kinds of stuff because back in that days, I was like, it was a big bust for them because it was early in Vegas. You know, we're talking right. 20... Seven years ago, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we're talking yeah. about when Vegas was first starting out, right? right? So this was like big for people. In my head, when she said it, it sounded like it was in the middle of the show. Exactly. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So I, I, my mind was blown, but keep going. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to inter interrupt No, no, you're you, good. But this, it, okay, this okay. makes sense. So, now you're in your 20s. So, okay. so I go to jail. And Sorry. Wade feels bad, right? Because that's why he's coming every weekend. He's my friend now. At this point, he's like, bro, man, I, you know, your family, you're going to be gone. Like, he has a heart. I told you, Wade was a really good person. And we had already been in business for three years already, right? So we got to like each other. We got right. to start seeing each other. I got to understand Wade. He stopped lying to me. You know, I saw that he was going to be good to my sister. Right. I started liking the guy. So when I came, he, and after he came to visit me and my, and my sister never did, I was like, I think Wade's my, like my brother, not my right. sister's not my sister. How can my sister not come visit me once while I'm here? Not once, right? So it was, it was really hurtful. So I get out of jail, and Wade tells me that my sister doesn't want me back in the business, right? And I'm like, now mind you, my name was all over everything, okay? okay? When I got arrested, they took my name off of everything. So now when I come out of jail... My name is not on anything. They opened a new company. They started. So they, they put, pulled you off they the pulled business. Me up, which yeah. they did that for good reason. Right. In case the, the government or anybody wanted to come after us. Yeah. I understood that. Right. Yeah. So I come out of jail. And this is in 2002. I get out. And in 2002, I get out. And I go to work uh, for another company to get my halfway house because you couldn't work for your family company. I had to go work for another company. Right. So I got the halfway house out of the way for three months. And then I go back to work at ATM. Go back to work at ATM. We start working. A couple of years go by. We move our facility. Now, mind you, I never signed a check. I never took a dollar out of the bank account in 30 years, ever. Wow. Okay? okay? My name was never on a bank account. My name was never on anything. So I never signed a check. I never did anything. Why, so, why, why is that? Like Just because they were... How do you say it? They held it over my head. Oh, okay. They, they were like, okay. oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. And then it just, years would go by and it would never, my name would never, it would just never, they used it as because they knew they had it. You know, once you yeah. have it, it's hard to let go. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So it didn't bother me. But what happened was, is we, the company was working. We were doing okay. You know, we were still making progress. Now remember, we opened in 97. Okay. And now we're in 2004. Okay. 2004 comes rolling around and I start, Get out of jail. I start watching a lot of TV. I start seeing Orange County Choppers. And I like, holy shit, look at that. These guys aren't even, they're regular people. Yeah. But they're not, that's not how families are supposed to be. They're, they're berating people. They're, they're this, they're that. Now, people used to come into our facility all the time and they would tell us, man, you guys are argue, you guys are great. You guys should be on TV. You guys should be on TV. So I thought about what they said. The Family Feud had nothing to do with my television career. So we were on the Family inside. Feud, but that was when I was 21, yeah. okay? Or maybe even earlier. So that was many, many, many years before, okay. right? That had nothing to do with my television. Orange County Choppers made me see the light, right? Because I'm like, these are just regular guys that have a motorcycle business and they're on TV. And right. I'm like, we have an aquarium business. We have characters. We could turn aquariums into rocket ships. I go, that's it. We could be famous. 
So I come in one day and I tell my whole family, I'm like, guys, I got this crazy idea. We're going to create this reality show. We got Redneck. We got Heather. We got Wade. We got me, my dad. I go, we'll give him, we'll give him a nickname, the general. I just started, and they're all like, yeah, that's the worst idea that we ever heard. That's terrible. <laughs> so I would work on this a lot because I wanted to, any, you tell me I can't yeah, do can't, something, bro. Yep. That, that's enough motivation for me, right? <laughs> so I want to stick it to him, right? And get this show as quick as possible. Right. So me and my friend Chuck, I'm like, Chuck, what are we going to do? Chuck's like, man, I don't know. I'm like, I got it. Let's go down to the UNLV film school. So I ran down to the UNLV film school. We knocked on the professor's door. We went in. We said, yo, what's up, professor? Who are you guys? Hey, I had a business here. I'm looking to have a reality show. I kind of wanted to talk to you. I don't have any knowledge on how to do it, but I always know that if I want to get an answer, I come to a professor, and the professor's going to give me the answer. Brilliant. He goes, he goes that's exactly what he said. Brilliant. He goes, brilliant, man. He goes, yep. you know what? I have a lot of respect for you. I'm going to come down to your facility and walk around your facility and help you out. Comes down to the facility. He walks around, and he goes, look, you got an amazing idea here. He goes, but unfortunately, I can't help you, but what I can do is I can tell you how to get it done, and that's what you need. And I go, great, how do we get it done? He goes, you see that book right there? And I go, yeah, it's the Yellow Pages. He goes, let your fingers do the walking. He goes, call production companies, make a one-sheeter, type it up, and send it to them. Now, computers back in the- No, know, it's, yeah, like- It's just it, starting, the, right? kid, the kids out there, Yellow Pages were a book that we used to have to go and find numbers and businesses, Correct. and now we can pick up our phone. Oh, Uncle Marvin. <laughs> now right. we pick up our phone right. and bam, it's right there. And back in the day, you know, you, you Google it. You, right, you can't, uh, you weren't Googling no. it back then, right? Yeah. So the bottom line is, is I picked up the yellow pages and I started calling production companies. And I got a lot of, hey, what's up? This is Brett Raymer. Uh, you know, I have a fish tank and I want to have a fish tank show. Hello? Hello? Yeah. A lot of hangups, right, bro? A lot of hangups. And my family would be behind my back like this. My friend comes to my house. He goes, bro, I saw your dad at Costco. He goes, your dad said, if you worked on that dumb reality show as, or your regular job, as much as you work on that stupid reality show, you wouldn't need a reality show. And I just used to try to tell these guys, like, they have no idea that this reality show is going to take us to levels beyond they could ever imagine. So the bottom line is, is I found this guy out of LA that said, I'll be in Vegas, you know, in a few yeah. weeks, comes to Vegas and he walks around the facility and he checks it out and he owns a production company. He goes, Wow, you got something really good here. He goes, you know what? I'll do it. I said, okay, great. He goes, but it's going to cost you five grand. And I said, okay, five grand. We got a little bit of a problem. He goes, what's that? And I said, I'm forty nine ninety nine short. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he yeah. started laughing just like <laughs> you did, go. right? Okay, and yeah. then he goes, he goes, dude, you're funny. And I go, that's why we're going to have a successful there reality show because I'm hilarious and you're going to film this show and we're going to sell it. And he goes, all right, man, you got a deal. I go, but one thing. If you don't sell the show, you have to give me back all the footage. And he goes, okay. We don't normally do that, but okay. All right. I go, so you're going to sell a shot, it. And he's taking so a he's chance. taking a shot, yep. right? Yep. Comes in. We film the whole reality thing. Six months go by. Eight months go by. A year goes by. We don't sell the show. So now, one year of me making phone calls. Okay. One year of him shopping the show. Nothing. Two years. So now from 2007 to 2009, no luck, right? Snickering, laughing at me, the whole nine yards. The family was like the family joke, right. right? I don't give up. You know what I, you know what the problem is? I was working too hard at it, right? So I always tell people like sometimes the adage, like if you're, if you're lonely and you're looking for a girlfriend and you go out and try to find yeah. one, you're going to find the wrong person. Exactly. It's when you least expect it, expect it, right? So you know what I did? I took the disc, I put it into my safe, 
closed it up, thinking God would, it would be in God's hands. Yeah. Right? Six months go by, I get a phone call. Hey, what's up? It's my buddy Joel from college. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? I haven't spoken to you in a minute. He's like, dude, I'm moving to Vegas. I'm like, yes, come on, baby. Comes to Vegas. I sit him down. He's like, what have you been up to? I'm like, man, I haven't touched this thing in six months. Let me show you. I pop it out. I put it inside of the, uh, the, the DVD. Yeah. And he's watching it. And he's laughing. He's watching. He's watching. He's like, bro, this is amazing. He goes, you got a hit TV show. And I'm like, yes, finally, one person. Finally. One person. Right, right, finally, right, 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 right. So he goes, you know what, bro? Let me send it to my friend in New York. Let's see what he can do with it. And let's take it from there. So we send it to my, his friend in New York. His friend gets it, calls us back the next day. And he goes, bro, you got a hit TV show. He goes, I need you to sign a contract. I go, here we go again, another yep, contract. Yep. I'm like, sign a contract. He goes, let me send it off to my people and let's see what we can do. So he sends it to this company, Nancy Glass. And Nancy Glass takes the footage and they rework it. They re-edit it. They make the part with my sister the focal point. Okay. After they re-edited it, they basically were like, oh my God, this is the show. This is it. They showed it to me. I'm like, oh my God, this is a winner. Six weeks later, we got picked up oh, shit. by Animal Planet. Okay? Okay. Now, mind you, when my sister talked about the shark tank, yes, that scene that she was in mm -hmm. was one of the major reasons why we got picked up. We created that scene. We didn't tell my sister what was happening. Oh, yeah, we yeah. told her, just come down to the Palms. She was clueless. She didn't know what was going on. Right. She didn't have any idea. She came down to the Palms. We're like, don't worry, we'll have you get in this tank. It's going to be empty. But we knew that once we got her there, that she was, yeah. I don't know, I'm not going to say anything bad, but the person that would, we'd get to do it. Right. Right? But we had to keep her clueless because if we didn't keep her clueless she never would have got there and and she wouldn't have reacted the so way that's she did. made it yeah, yeah. so great so and it. you know what i give her all the credit in the world for being scared like i thought she was gonna be and we everything that she did yeah. was exactly what we planned in our minds talking about it so if she wants to take credit for her being in that scene and getting us to show by all means she could have it okay <laughs> but that's not really what happened Okay. It was hustle. You hustle, hustle. bro. Hustle, and hustle. And, and, and now, I can relate because I was a kid who would find a way to sell, uh, make wreaths and make and have jelly beans. And when the volcano erupted, clean off ash and put it in jars and then sell it back to the same people that had took it off their cars, you know, as a kid. So my life is that, you know, and it takes a, it takes a certain type of person to do that. So I can sit here and relate to you. Please go on. So, so I created a TV show, and uh, I thought the TV show was going to bring prosperity, right? Because it was going to take the company to, to levels that it's never seen before. So, mind you, I never did the accounting. It was my sister and Wade. They always handled the books, which she, you know, rightfully says in every interview. The company was one million dollars in tax debt. Okay. Oh, wow. $1 million in tax debt before the television show. Okay. The production company paid $365,000 to get us out of debt in order for us to film the show. If the company doesn't pay that 365, the IRS levies the business, takes the business, there's no ATM, and it is gone. Oh, wow. Okay. Wade, I, like I said, I never signed the check, never dealt with yeah. paperwork. Wade and Heather were the ones that. Did all of it. So a million dollars in debt. The production companies pays 400 grand. We eventually, the show comes on. We start making money. And then all of a sudden, we start paying our bills. We start hustling. We move into right. a big facility. The show starts to take off, bro. Wow. We become famous. Yeah. Right? 
And they finally start to give me the credit that I deserve, right? Good for you. So my sister says about how much we filmed. Yeah, we, meaning me and Wade, filmed 300, and 300 days a year. My sister filmed once in a blue moon. She wasn't really the star of the show. Right. Wade and I were the star of the you show. Agnes, Heather, my dad, they were all ancillary stars. Um, but it was a family show, right? right? But Wade and I did all the traveling. Wade and I went everywhere. So now you got to mind you now. In the beginning, I hate Wade, mm -hmm. right? Her and Wade are all buddy-buddy. Yep. Then all of a sudden, I create the show. My and Wade's relationship over the years, he came to visit me all this time in, in, in jail. Our relationship became like this, bro. We became brothers, right? okay? The TV show made us even like blood brothers, right? Well, because there's a, somebody standing next to you I who traveled with him everywhere you. around yeah. the world. I sat on the plane with him. I traveled with him. I, I, I ate with him. I slept with him. I, whatever you yeah. could do with somebody when you're traveling, when you're with them, 300 days a year, I did that with my brother, yeah. right? And we talked about family problems, and we talked about girls, and we talked about jobs, and we talked about businesses, and we talked about everything that you could imagine under the sun. And we became really good friends, you know? And my sister got jealous. Uh, so this, okay. we're traveling around. We're traveling the world. We're traveling everywhere. We're doing all these crazy things. Dubai, China, this, wow. that. I mean, I've been Germany. I've been... We, the show took me worldwide, right? And we've done things that people couldn't dream of in multiple lifetimes. And where's my sister? Sitting home being a mom, okay? Uh. While we're out there on $1,000 dinners. Mm -hmm. I'm staying in a $25,000 suite in the Atlantis in Dubai in the underwater room. You know, I'm doing these things that people would dream of, Right? What made it worse is that we'd all go out to dinner, me and my family, and people would go, oh, my God, you guys are amazing. I love you guys. Brett and Wade, uh, Brett and Wade, you guys are amazing. Hun, could you do me a favor and take a picture for me? And they'd hand the camera to my sister. Oh. Right? Yeah. And she's like, I'm on the show, too. Yeah. And they're like, well, like, who are you? Like, right. people would never, they would look past her to see me and Wade. Right. Okay. That's where the second part of the animosity started. I was going to say. That's I'm part like, two okay, of okay. where the animosity started okay. building over the years. Now, mind you, I never did anything to my sister, okay, except for one thing. And that's what set it off to the next level. That's what made her hate me. Okay. okay? Because when she was sitting here and you're watching her on TV, you could feel the hate. I, I could feel it. It was hard. It, I'm telling you, man, it was, I'm close to my brother, my yeah. sisters, my mom, my dad. My sister today, I told her how much I love her and, and I'm so grateful. And I was coming here knowing that this is going on. So it, please, I need get to the bottom of this with yeah. me. Yeah. No, no, no. I, you want to, you know, it's like, it's like the jealousy, all these things just started happening, you know. But the one thing that I did, which I think really sent her through the roof, was in 2000, let me make sure I get my dates right, in 2012, okay, the show aired in 2011, is when we had August 7th, I believe, 2011 was our first episode. Okay. Okay. In the end of 2011, 2012, Wade never changed his ways. He was always staying at work until nine o'clock at night. That never changed. Sometimes it was watching porn. Sometimes it was doing drugs. Sometimes it was working. Sometimes it was this, that. We had a really cute production assistant on the show. And I could see that her and Wade were buddies, you know?
And I'd leave the office at six o'clock and I'd see Wade still talking to this production chick. Didn't think nothing of it, you know, because I don't, that's right. not the way I think. And all of a sudden it just started happening a lot. You know, like I see Wade acting different. You just, okay. when you're with someone so long, you just know that someone acts different, right? right. So we happened to go to Florida and we're at a convention in Florida and my mom's house is like 30 minutes away from where we're going to be. And I have a couple of my friends that lived in Orlando that I grew up with in college that every time I go to Orlando for a convention, they come and visit me. So we're in the hotel room, we're hanging out, chilling. Uh, and Wade's always with us. And I'm like, they're like, where's Wade? I'm like, I'll be honest with you guys. He's acting strange lately, dude. And like, what are you talking about? I'm like, every time we've been in a hotel the last couple of weeks, he's been not coming out of his hotel room. He's been just acting really weird. I go there, I knock on the door. He doesn't open the door. He like talks to me through the door. Oh, wow. I'm like, it's just really weird. I go, to be honest with you, I think he's got another chick in there. Oh, wow. And they're, oh, like, wow. And they're like, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck up. There's no way he's, way he's got another chick in there. And I'm like, no, no, seriously, bro. I think he's got another chick in there. And I'm like, come on, let's go. So we go down to the room and I'm like, listen on the door and I don't hear anything and I don't hear anything. And I go, I'm gonna tell you something, fellas. If he comes to dinner with us tonight and decides he wants to leave early, I ain't letting him leave. I'm going back with him. I'm like, I'm not gonna go for it. I think he's hiding something. They're like, dude, shut up. He's not hiding anything. I'm like, all right, whatever. I got this instinct, I'm gonna see. Right. So we go to my mom's house for dinner. Dinner ends. Wade's like, ah, you know, I'm not really feeling good. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna walk you out to the car. We go outside and he's like, uh, why are you walking me out to the car? I'm like, nah, you know what, dude? I think I'm just gonna take a ride back with you. I think I'm just gonna go back. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back with you, bro. I said, I just, I'm not gonna hang here. Let these guys, these guys can leave from me. I take my car. I'm just gonna go back for you. I wanna see what's going on back at the hotel. I got some shit I gotta do. He's like, yeah, man. He goes, you know, uh, and he starts like, you know, stuttering. Cause he knows, right. he knows that I'm getting ready to come back with him. There's no, there's no telling me no. So I'm like, wait, why can't I go back with you? And he looks at me and he's like, <gasps> starts crying. He breaks down in fucking tears, bro. I never seen Wade cry in my life. He starts bawling, right? Oh, wow. And he's like, bro, Sarah's in the room. And I'm like, fucking Sarah's in the room, dude? He's like, yeah, bro, you're never gonna believe it. She's pregnant. What? I go, what, what the fuck, bro? She's pregnant? You got the production assistant on our show fucking pregnant? We, our, our first season's just coming out. You're going to have this show ruined? I'm like, bro, are you fucking out of your mind? I go, I should fucking shoot you, kill you right now where you stand because you're going to ruin this for everyone. He's crying, bro, crying, crying. He's like, I'm like, stop crying. Stop it. You're making me mad. We'll figure it out, bro. Got you covered. I got you. He has two sides to this. You have your sister and you have the show. I'm stuck in the middle, bro. You, you're the guy. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> your business. I'm stuck, bro. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I worked so hard for this show. Yeah, that's what my I'm saying. Life. Yeah. So I made a decision with the group. Doesn't matter who was in the group. I made a decision with the group. If he wants to tell his wife, it's his business to tell his wife. It's not my business to tell my sister. Because if I tell my sister... She's going to go nuts. It's going to ruin the show, which is going to ruin it for my family and for her family. Mm. So I am not going to say a word. Mm. Man to man, Wade. Man to man. Three. I will never say a word. You got my word. We need to figure this out, though. So we try to get her to have an abortion. Tries to talk to so her, tells her she won't do it. She has the kid. 
Okay. Oh wow. So let's talk now, right? Now okay. we're getting into the now we're getting yeah, into yeah, the yeah. meat, meat and potatoes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wow. The kids now he's either twelve or thirteen now. Now. Okay. Now. Yeah. Okay. Now. So this happened, like I said, in nineteen in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. So he's probably, like I said, twelve or thirteen now. This is two thousand twelve. Right. The production company finds out. They have to find out. I told them what was going on. Everybody hit it. Everyone. We, they, she got fired. They hit it. Wade hid it from his wife for years. Your sister. For years. Which is My the, sister. Okay. Correct. Years. Yes. Okay. Sorry, so my now, jaw's on the floor. That's okay. So now, yeah. from 2012, okay, to 2016, okay, we're still filming our TV show. Heather's coming in and working. They're fighting like cats and dogs. Remember, she has no clue about any of this, right? Wade and Heather are always fighting. Wade hurts his back, and he starts eating pain pills. Heather hurts her back. She starts eating pain pills. Oh. Okay? Wade never has surgery, ever. Still to this day, hasn't had surgery, right? So what happens? What happens when you start eating oxys and you start, you know, that's the that it, is a cycle. That cor- is, I correct. know so many people. That correct, and they're part of that. They yeah. were good people yes. that got injured, yep. taking pain meds, and then all of a sudden the pain meds led to other things. Now this is going on all while this is happening, right? Well, one of Wade's good friends, he must have told someone else the story. One of those good friends got into another circle with drugs with my brother, who's also a druggie, and they told my brother that. Wade had a kid out of wedlock oh. in 2016. So Wade goes to my sister. Is the show still going? Show, the show's going okay. strong. Okay. Show's going strong. Show's going strong. Okay. Um, nobody knows. This is all under wraps, okay. right? This is remember, nobody ever found this yeah. out ever, right? This is all. Oh, okay. This is all, yeah, no, no, this, no, okay. no, I know. Yeah. So 2016 comes 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 rolling around, and my sister finds out, not from me, through my brother. My brother turns around and says, "Did you know that?" You know, Wade has a kid, blah, 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 blah. So she loses it, right? She goes to Wade and confronts Wade. What do you think the first thing that he did was? Your brother knew. Yeah, I was going to say. Your brother knew. Blamed you. Your brother knew. Yep. Right? Yep. So she comes into the office and she's like, you motherfucker, you knew and you didn't tell me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's not my business to tell you. It's not my business. I go, that's your husband's business. Mm -hmm. He's the one that committed the adultery. He's the one that did it. So forth and so on. So she's taking it out on, on, on my ex, Trisha. She's taking it out on me. She's screaming. She's yelling, blah, 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 blah. Okay. She finds out and does nothing. Right. And does nothing. No divorce. Doesn't get rid of them. Doesn't do anything. She keeps them. Right? Why do you think that is? Because I think, I think that they were both in an abusive relationship. They were okay. both in that tumultuous, nasty you know, when you get divorced, you have a yeah. company, you have kids, you have money, you have, pro- you know. It's- right now you're getting gaining fame. Right. Too. So the Probably. thing is, is all the show is still rocking and rolling. Everything's mm-hmm. moving along. So how old's a kid when she finds out? Well, if it's 2012, 2016, four or five. Oh. Forbids Wade to see him. Forbids his daughters to see him, the kid. After she accepted the fact and still didn't do anything about it, you would think at that point she would accept it and say, okay, I, I accept it. At least go see your son. Okay. Go see. She would refuse to let him even talk, see anything. Right? She was. She was like. Uh, she had the whip out. She was like, "You can't do nothing." Like after that, like you know, like he was like he made a mistake and he was trying to. She was like laying the rules down for him. Right. But what you don't see 
is me and Wade going out to dinner in Kentucky, and we'd run the credit card for dinner for 500 the company card, and it's just me and Wade, but there'd be three other people that we happened to meet, and Wade was very generous. Come on, have dinner with us. Sit down. We'll, we'll take care of it, you know? And we'd ring the bill, and all of a sudden, as soon as, we, soon as the credit card charge hit, phone would ring. Who the fuck are you sitting there with? Who I just saw a five hundred dollar charge. Everything that Wade did after uh, that incident was scrutinized. So, because then all trust, was, all trust was, yeah, gone, was gone, right? Gone. Not and, only was and, it gone, and, uh, and with you too, like not so, right with me too. Yeah. Not only was it gone, I was. It was also to the point where she's probably starting to think about all the times he's staying at the office alone, right? Now, mind you, their their relationship as husband and wife was good for the first ten years, but after that, it was terrible. I've been with my girlfriend now for six years, and if we get into an argument, I sleep in my same bed, you know, next door. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I hung up. You know, Wade has slept at a hotel probably a hundred times. Wade left his relationship. They were on vacation, and Wade just picked up and left and came home. I mean, these are things that are part of his relationship, right. things that he would do that would just, the relationship was just so tumultuous, right? But neither one of them would get out of it. Right? Neither one. Wade would talk to me about it. My sister would just be at home. She'd be, you know, my sister wasn't really doing much. She was, she said she was working for the company, but she'd come in once a week, once every month, here, there, whenever she wanted to work. But meanwhile, she's still writing herself a check every week. No problem with taking that money out of the account, right? right? So the bottom line is everything started being scrutinized from Wade after like 2016, 2017, right? Crazy scrutinized. Like he'd just be sitting there with dinner. He'd be like this holding his phone. She'd be on the phone. And he'd be sitting there listening. She'd just be screaming and yelling. And he'd just be holding the phone like this while we're all sitting there watching, right? So it just got to the uh, point yeah. where that took a between the the, yeah. the pain meds, between the between the the the, the lies, between the non trust, between Wade now having another kid, sending child support to, you know, it all just took a toll on just their their personal life. Well, she never forgave me for that for for not telling her. Right. right. She hated me for that. So ever since that moment on, our relationship was over pretty much. I was wondering over. Honestly, I, I, I wanted to know like right. what would make someone want to share this publicly. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't know you Yeah. I, and, and, and I'm sitting here getting to know you listening to your story and I want to continue. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. need to say, we came in pretty heated. Sure, absolutely. Like, I'm going to laugh watching this, watching footage of us. We came in heated, but we're, that, we're those kinds of people. Like, I wanted John to be here just so I was reminded that this is a place of business. Uncle Marvin, that's why I was glad he was here. But that's your, that's your sister, and I, under, I, I can... It's giving me chills. Yeah. The hair standing on my arms. Yeah. Because there is a point where I asked her, I'm like, I wanted to remind her that if your her first word was you, Brett. Yeah. Right? And that you grew up, I'm sure, protecting her in New York and taking care of her and looking out for her until you couldn't. You're older. I believe so I was still I believe I was still protecting you her. You were in that when point. I when I told when I didn't tell her. I believe that I was still protecting her and her family. I can hear my mom in the back of my head saying that. My mom has had a similar situation where she said, you know, uh, she uh, maybe like a year ago, I was sitting on this forever. Yeah. And it finally came out and I had to tell that person, I'm sorry, I knew this, but it wasn't my place. Yeah. And I was there for the fall. 
I wanted to be there for when you fell. And I would have been there too. Anything that I could have been done, you know, I would have done. But she, there was no doing anything. At that point, it was just, I hate you. You know, you're done. I'm done with you. I hate you. And that's the end of it. You weren't the one that did it. Right. Yeah. I didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. All I did was just keep it under wraps. And just because I wanted to have something special for our whole family. Yes. That you created. I get that part of it. I get that side of the 156 episodes, bro. Yeah. You know why? Because they told me I couldn't do it. Right. One of the longest running shows in Animal Planet history. So, you know, and, and, that, and I created that. Um, and they, no one believed in me. So I was, I, I, I was trying to, not only was I trying to, the business wasn't doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. I wanted to take it to levels for all of us, which I did. Yeah. And I wanted to protect my family from losing what I created by not telling her. And the bottom line is, is I apologize. And I said, you know, at that moment, that was my decision. And I made that decision. I still would make that same decision today. But I'm sorry if you feel the way you do. So she can never forgive me for that. Well, during the times of her never forgiving me, the show was still going on. 2017, 2018, 2016, the show was still going on. And I had a film with her. And when she talks about acting, yeah, we all had a, we all didn't like each other at that point, but we had a job to do. Right. And we were all acting, not just her. I didn't want her to be around her. I didn't want her to go to Tracy Morgan because I didn't feel that she was needed there. I didn't feel like it was necessary, right? It wasn't because it was just, it was so every, the way I would describe it with her is I felt like every time she would walk into the room, the flowers would wilt. Like you'd get that aura from someone. And I felt like that when I was on set. And when I was on set, it, it took away the funny. It took away my personality. It took away the humor. And I just felt like with her not being there, I was a better celebrity, I guess right. we could call it. I was just right. better at my job when she wasn't around. Right. And um, she wound up coming. They had to get the approval, whatever, which is fine. I did it. I did my job. So let's talk about the ending of the show, right? Let's talk right. about, you know. Well, there was a part, though, because I want to make sure we yeah, 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 skip over where she said, like the the kidnap or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, okay, okay sorry. You, yeah, yeah. No, let's get. Yeah, yeah let's make sure. No, if I'm if no, I'm on good. the right track, you're on the right track. Okay, good. So February, I was getting to that. So yeah, February, I'm sorry. I'm no, you're sorry. fine. So February of okay, let's actually no, well, back I'm, it up or whatever. I'm gonna pull out the paperwork. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. So please. January, December of 2018 is when they uh, when she said. Remember, they, she said they officially told us, but no one really knew. That we right. were canceled? Yeah. Okay. They told us the show's mo- most likely during Christmas of 2018 that the show's most likely not coming back. Okay? On January 9th, January 9th. Now, mind you, people are using drugs. People are back pains. There's, there's tension. There's all kinds of shit going on at the office, at home. It's not. This is the production company knows. Everyone knows. Okay? Because right. they see it. They fight in the office. They close their door and they scream and yell at the top of their lungs. And the whole entire building hears it. Okay, this is from Nancy Glass. She's the production company owner in January telling me that there's still possibility. Brett, let's talk in the morning. I have revived us at Discovery and Netflix is interesting. Okay. Oh, interested. Yes. Interested. Yeah. Interested. Right. Yeah. Okay. So January, things are still happening. It doesn't have anything to do with the ratings. It doesn't have anything to do with why the show's canceled yet. This show is still happening and possibility that Netflix might be on board. Right. Right? Okay. Fast forward a month. Mind you, I know what's going on. I know what happens with Wade and Heather. I know what happens with everybody. I, I'm, I'm part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, only thing I do is smoke weed. Okay? I don't drink. I don't do any hard drugs. 
I smoke weed. I have a medical marijuana license. Okay. I've had it for like 10 years. Okay. So the bottom line is, is that I'm not a druggie and I know everything that's going on. Okay. So my son is 11 and he's got a science fair project. Now, most teachers give you eight to 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. three months to do your science fair project. Bryce has eight to 10 weeks to do a science fair project. Two days before a science fair project, I'm like, son, let me see what you got. He's like, dad, I've been playing video games. Oh, <laughs> I, don't have any, I don't have anything. I don't have yeah. anything. I'm like, son, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. What are you doing? I'm like, I got you. So I go in, I spend two hours on the computer, and I do his whole project for him. Probably a bad parent at that point, but <laughs> bottom line is I do his whole project because I don't want him to fail. Right. Okay. I spent two and a half hours of my time, two to two and a half hours of my time. I give it to my son at 6, 7.30, 6, 7 o'clock at night, and I'm like, go into the bedroom, take your board, your poster board, print out everything that I wrote down and copied for you, paste it, get it all over this board, and then when you're finished, your science fair project will be done. You don't even got to do any of the work. You just got to print out the links that I got for you. He's like, okay, Dad, no problem. It was a little bit more work than he, I think, anticipated. I come downstairs, and I'm like, what do you got? He shows me this board, and it's got, it's supposed to have 12 pages glued on it. It's got six, okay? So I'm like, son, this is not acceptable. And he's like, dad, it's fine. The teacher said this is okay. And I'm like, no, no. I didn't just spend two and a half hours doing all your work for you to tell me that half of what I did is going to go to waste. No, you're going to do this right now. He throws a fit, screaming, crying. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, son, how about this? If you don't do it, not only am I going to sell your quad, if it's not done when I come down here, I'm going to kill you. You understand, son? I walk upstairs. I go take a shower. Now, mind you, this is 8.15, yeah. 8.30 at night. I go upstairs. Now, I live, I live in a 12,000-square-foot home at the time. Seven bedrooms, 11 bathrooms, four floors, okay? The bottom line is it's a huge house. Right. I come downstairs after 30 minutes, and I'm like, Bryce, Bryce. I look around, nowhere to be found, okay? I look at his project. It's still on the floor in the exact same condition that it was in before I left. So I'm like, fuck, where's this kid? Is he hiding? I'm like, Bryce. I go into the basement, my backyard. I go everywhere. I'm screaming. 45 minutes go by, okay? P- panic right. sets in. I'm fucking parent. I'm panicking. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. I go upstairs. I check my phone. I just missed the call five minutes ago. Mind you, that's an hour I've been looking for him for 45 minutes. Right. He's been gone for 45 minutes, and that call just came in five minutes ago. Okay? It was a missed call from my sister. I call up the phone, and I'm like, hello? And I'm like, she's like, I have Bryce. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with my son? He called me up and told you, you that you were going to, he called his nieces up and said that you were going to kill him. Kill him. Oh, and I'm like, oh, so really? you mean to tell me that you didn't decide to pick up the phone and be like, hey, what's going on? Your son just called us and said you're going to kill him. And then I would have told you that he's trying to get out of his science fair project. But instead you fucking take my son and then you don't call me. I go, you better bring him home right now. She goes, I'm not bringing him home. Now, mind you. I know what's going on over there. I know about the drugs. I know about her weight fighting. I know about all the tumultuousness. I know about everything that's going on there, right? So getting to article number two. By the way, 
Okay. Yeah, you're gonna keep all yeah, these. Yeah, you'll, yeah, be yeah. Yeah, sure. you'll be able to show yeah. them. You'll be able to show them. I'll leave okay. them with you. Sure. Article number two, on February twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen, I text Wade. What does it say? My son's trying to get out of a science project. My son is trying to get out of a science fair project. Yeah. You can deal with the police. They are on their way. I sent the police there because she refused to give my son back. Now, I'm going to ask you. Someone comes into your house, takes your kid without your permission, doesn't call you. What's that called? Uh, Kidnapping. Kidnapping. Yeah. Okay. Would you call the police? Yeah. Okay. I called the police. The police went, got my son, brought him home to my house. If there was something going on in my house with me, you think the police would have left them? No, they wouldn't have. They left them. They gave him back to me. And they said that it wasn't kidnapping because my son was 11 and that he left on his own. Okay? But realistically, she kidnapped my son. She right. took my son. He was gone for an hour. I was in a state of panic looking for him. And then finally she told me she had him. And when she told me she had him, I'm like, did you really think I was going to kill my son? I, I don't even... I don't even I punish. I'm a punisher. Right. I don't even touch my kids. Yeah. You can ask my kids, my son, my daughter. I never lay a finger on them. Yeah. Right. I cracked my daughter once. I gave her a little slap when she was three because she was jumping on the couch. But that's it. I don't hit my kids. Right. So in her mind, the way I'm thinking is she didn't give a shit about me. She didn't give a shit about how I was feeling. All she cared about was keeping my son from me because she had control, just like right. they had controlled the business, just like they would never put my name on the business. They would never put my name on anything because they wanted control of the bank accounts, right? Okay, so February 26th, we know that that incident goes on. Now, March 7th, let's talk about March 7th, okay? Yes. So February 26th, only uh, 27 days in, in there, a yeah. week later, Yeah. My sister is beating up Wade and going to jail a week later. Wow. Okay? Then, a week following that, oh no, excuse me, a few days following that, she files for divorce on the 11th of March. Okay? There's another piece of paper. Yeah, it's just to talk about them filing for divorce. On the 11th, she files for divorce. On the 17th, what happens? Tank show based in Las Vegas, canceled on TV, could continue as. Oh, I'm saying, I'm not reading this. Tank show based on Las Vegas, canceled on TV, could continue on YouTube. Okay, you tell me why the show is canceled. Right. I don't got to tell you. Right. Look at the sequence of events. January, Netflix, January, February, my son, March, arrested, March 11th, divorce. March 17th, show gets canceled. Wow. Show didn't get canceled because of ratings. We all know why the show got canceled. Right. Okay? Wow. So, show gets canceled. In, uh, I leave in June. Okay? Ask me why I left. Why'd you leave? Why did I leave ATM? Well, yeah, now, why, why, did you... I, why did I build a business for and 30 the... years and pick up and leave? Yeah. It, yeah. So I'm going to tell you why. So when the show went away, we had a business consultant come in to try to get us an SBA. What's that? Sorry. Uh, small business loan okay. from the Small Business Administration. Okay. We needed a $2 million loan because once the show went away, we didn't stop. The money wasn't coming in like it used to. Right. And we were behind and we needed this, that, the other thing. So we bring in a business consultant that we pay $25,000 to. The business consultant brings in a team 
And what they do is they go through your books and get you ready for an SBA. Meaning they make sure that your I's are crossed, yeah. your T's are crossed, your I's yeah. are dotted, the whole nine right, yards, right, right. Right? right? They make sure that all of that's ready for you. And they come in, they go, wow, guys, you know, everything looks great, except we have one problem. And I'm like, what's that? Well, we can't account for $750,000. And I'm like, you can't account for $750,000. I mean, you know what? I've never signed these checks. I don't deal with the book accounting. Wade must know why. I'm not thinking that the money's missing at this point. Right, I'm just right. thinking that it's a mistake. Wade must know why. Let's get Wade in. Let's get the accountants in. And we'll figure out the reason why. You get Wade in. And he's like, okay, I'll go check with the accountant. Well, the next thing you know is Wade stops coming in during the day. And he starts coming in at nighttime. And we had already seen the drugs and the transition of Wade and what he looks like. And you could just, if you look at the last, you said you've only watched a few episodes, uh, but yeah. one. Yeah. Go home so. tonight if you can. Watch yeah. season one or two or okay. three, and then watch the last season. Okay. And you'll see the difference. You'll see okay. the, the holes, the marks on his face, you know, the, 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 the scabs. Things were, oh, going, wow. things were going downhill at that time. And I, I could feel it. We could see it. So the bottom line is the consultant comes in. He says it's $750,000 missing, and nobody has any clue about where the money is, right? It just happens to be gone. Well, the long story short is I never wrote a check in my life. I never signed a check. My name's not on anything. It's Heather and Wade. So who's responsible for all the accounting and all the money? Heather and Wade. So once I found out that all the money was gone and Wade stopped coming in and stopped basically looking at me like this mm-hmm. and stopped being my brother because mm-hmm. of the money, right. I had enough with ATM. So I sent Wade an email, which I want to read to you. Please. This is because I hated Wade. I just want you to understand. I want you, my sister says how much I hated him. And I right. want you to understand this letter after I found out $750,000 was missing, I wanna, I'm going to read the hate okay. to you, okay? Yeah. Wow. Where is the guy that came to visit me every Sunday while I was in prison? Where is the guy that I traveled all around the world and filmed 154 episodes? Where is the guy I made my son's godfather? Where is... Sorry, bro. Where is the good-hearted person I used to know? Where is the guy I shared some crazy secrets with and was always there so you could talk? I was the bro before ho kind of guy. I chose you every time over my blood and family. I remember when I caught you cheating on my sister. I never treated you different. I even had your back all those years. I even offered to help you try and see your son. Where is that guy I used to know and love? I have no fucking idea. I don't know who you are and it's so sad to me. We haven't talked in months. I've done nothing to you. I watched you every day not giving a fuck about anything and it hurts. I watched you go from never taking an aspirin to eating pills like they are candy and becoming a person I never thought you would be. I know we don't always agree, but to see you destroy yourself is hard for me. Funny thing is I care less about ATM What's more important to me is your well-being. I don't know what else to say, except I wish the best for you and your family, and I'm sorry. I wish I could help, but I can't. So the best thing for me to do is leave. I can't watch you do this to yourself and watch everything slowly crumble and collapse when you care about someone and they don't give a shit back. That's when it's time to move on. Good luck. My attorney 
We'll send contract tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. Right. That's someone that hated somebody, right? Oh, yeah, I know. Right? I cared about the business, right? I didn't care about the business. I'm a hum I'm human and I'm humane. And I care about people. And that's what's important to me, people. And he was important to me, and I love the guy. And if he came to me tomorrow and he asked me for help, I'd be there for him. Because that's I care. I, so Let's just keep, keep let's yeah, just keep please, working. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, go ahead. So that was on June sixth. On June eleventh, I hired an attorney. On June eleventh. I've encouraged Brett to explore taking legal action for a number of bases, including conversion, breach of fiduciary duty, and negligence. Brett, however, does not wish to pursue legal litigation unless forced to. Instead, Brett desires to move forward and sell you his interest in ATM under the terms set forth in the attached agreement. Just to show that I did what I was going to say mm -hmm. and that I didn't want to move forward with, with, legal, with, legal, with legal matters. Okay? Then, on, then in September, I hired another attorney because I was owed $60,000 in paychecks. So what was happening was is every week that everybody would get paid, including my sister and Wade, they'd all take their checks. The company was low on money, so I wouldn't cash my checks, right? Knowing that the company was hurting on money. So I had $60,000 in paychecks, 34 of my paychecks, okay, which I was sitting on. So it just says this office has been represented Mr. Raymer for 34 payroll checks written to Mr. Raymer from your company for work performed, which are non-negotiable. Due to the insufficient funds in the account upon which the checks were drawn, the total amount due is 59000 blah, 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 blah. So basically, I never got paid on these checks. I submitted them to the district attorney, and I still haven't gotten paid. So technically, there's still a warrant out there right now. Um, that was just m more money that was left to me. But what I really want to show everybody, and I really, it's important, is yes. my sister came on this show and she talked about how miserable Wade was and she talked about, you know, how bad he was and the tumultuous relationship and what he did and what this, that, the other thing. But it's funny, she filed for divorce in 2019. But here we go in 2020 on ATM's social media page, there's a new show called King Sized that they were trying to go, December 19th. So after you've made all these, rec all these accusations about Wade and all these things about this and about Wade, how bad he is and how abusive, yet here you are smiling, ready to do this TV show on December 19th, planning a new remake for ATM, a new... I thought you're getting divorced. Right. If you're getting divorced, right. what are you doing? What are you doing having a new show? Here it is right here. I don't know if you can see yeah. that, but I'll leave it with you so you can yeah, show yeah. everybody. Yeah. Wow. The bottom line comes down to is, is that the business closed. The show went away because of Wade and Heather. Wow. The business closed because of Wade and Heather. Wow. Now, who's the only one doing really good now? So that's... Okay. You're looking at him, guy. Okay, there we You're go. looking at him, baby. I, I got a message. Uh, uh, it was like a call from someone who I knew, who knew all of you. And she said... Hey, look, you know, these are good people and, and whatever, Brian, and I know you and, and you're a good person. And she's saying this and she's like, I got I, Wade over here. He's broken down over this. 
about this coming out. And I went, ah, shit. Like, literally, like... Yeah, it was all unnecessary, but now that it's out... No, but... And it was. And and I need to publicly, again, say I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, And to your son, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that he had to hear this news, but you got to clear this up. Yeah. It wasn't just a dude. My my dad. I grew up. My dad. My parents had me at sixteen years old. Dude, my, dad, my dad sold weed. My dad's the best. Let's 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 get yeah, this. Let's the, put this on the table right now. You know what? I've had problems with my dad, but guess what? That's between me and my dad. Yeah. It's not between my dad and my sister. It's not between my dad. And it's between me and my dad. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and tell you anything, but my dad's the best. There you go. He's the he's done more for me than anybody in my life, which most dads should, because yeah. that's what a really good dad do, does. Well, and he's done for all of us. I'm not going to sit here and tell you about my dad, about what's going on with me and my dad. He's the patriarch of our family, you know. Without him, there'd be no us regardless. So it's just hurtful that, you know, my sister would come on here and try to stab someone that's doing so good. You know, look, I got two restaurants in town. I don't know if you know that. What are they? They're called Stallone's Italian Eatery. I opened them up two years ago. I've never been in the restaurant business before, and they're booming. Right? Where are they located? One inside the Santa Fe Station Casino in the sports book, and the other one is on Silverado Ranch in Bermuda, nice. right by the South Point. And I got another TV show, which we're hopefully is going to be picked up real soon. Um, I've been working, bro. I got a Good lot of you. stuff going on. You know, I got an amazing girlfriend. I've been with her six years. Uh, she w- used to work at a strip club as a waitress. And who cares? Even if yeah. she was a dancer, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Exactly. She wasn't though. She's and she's now a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway. She did her first year. She did over twelve million dollars, which was a few years ago. She did over twelve million dollars in business. Um, she's super smart. She's super good looking. Um, she's just a great person, and she's my best friend. And yeah, have I made mistakes in the past with women? Who hasn't? Right, Trisha. Right, my ex. As far as her being a hooker, that's absurd. She's a, a, a nice business person. Matter of fact, she's engaged to a friend of mine. I wish them all the best. She's got a you know a couple of mattress stores here in town. The problem is, is all the bad mouthing went to all the good people. Right. Right. What's my sister flat out told you? She didn't go to college. She dropped pretty much barely did high school. She worked for my dad, and that didn't work out for her. She worked with us, and that didn't work out for her. Her marriage, that didn't work out for her. She's working at a ticket place right now. That didn't work out for her. Every, it just seems like everything in her life really didn't work out for her the way that she really wanted it to, and she wants to take it out on the good people. And that's my dad, myself, my brother. Look, my brother, he's got problems. But does the world really need to know? Right. You know, does right. the world really need to know? No. no we got enough problems as is. You guys are in the, you're, you're in the limelight. That's the, that is the, that's what comes with what you do. Yeah. You're in the limelight. So it's, things are going to come up. Things are going to, you know, you just, that's what you have to deal with. And it's unfortunate. You want to know but, the journey about a hero, bro? Yeah. You're looking at him. There you go. You're looking at him. No, bro. I heard the story. I, I went from you jail. S- I went from jail. Exactly. I went from being in prison. To becoming a reality star and idols in hundreds and hundreds and millions of people's households. You know, you said it on your last podcast. It's not what you do. It's how you get up. Yep. And the bottom line is, is who got up more than me? You know, I, I, I was saying that you, we, we talked about that yeah, I and know. I applaud you. We talked about, Hey, if you want to be on, talk about my journey. 
That's what we just did. Yeah. And that's what we, that's, it's important. My journey's still going. That's the I know, crazy and we're thing. We're not done. Hers, hers ended. Hers ended because she made it end. But your journey never has to end until you want it to end. And you know what? When you give up, yeah. your journey ends, bro. I don't give up ever. Again, though, I'm looking at you. I saw you get emotional about reading, yeah. you know, okay. Because I, I care. Exactly. Do you still love your sister? So I'll always love her. Okay. But I don't like her. Okay. Well, we don't have to like. I'll always love yeah, her. Okay. And you know what? If she if she came to my door and apologized, I'd accept it. Okay. And move on. Okay. Just like we did. Yes. I'm already moved on. I've I've, moved I've, on. I've, I, moved, I moved on that, right? It's gone. I got what I had to say. I said what I had to say. Exactly. We apologized. We yeah. worked it out. Yeah. And I moved on. Exactly. You know what? Life is too short. And as you get older, you start realizing that. No, man. it's it. You start real. It goes quick. It goes. And and, and, and you can't. You can't hold grudges, and I hope that she does. My dad's seventy nine. My dad's seventy nine. Mm-hmm. If not for nothing, we all made bad decisions. We all made bad choices in life. But the bottom line is, now you have a chance to make a good choice for your dad. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I'm open. My phone's open. My door's open. I said what I had to say. There's nothing here today that I didn't speak that wasn't the truth. Right. So I don't have anything to hide. So good. if she wants to knock on my door and say, "You know what? I'm sorry." You know what I'll say? I'm sorry too. Let's move on. Let's move forward. But that day will never come. I hope it does, though. I hope, I hope it does, it, too. No, seriously, I hope it does. I hope and it does, too. There's, there's another good thing that actually uh, that came from this. There was a gentleman, that right there, he reached out to me, David, uh, David Seta. This was found because of those clips. Like, he reached out, and we're going to get this to him. And that's the... the it, it, it sounds like the things just got lost and there was a lot that you were dealing with and I know it from I told you we come from you on a much higher level than than mine what I do but you deal and meet a lot of people and you try and do your best and things slip through the cracks Absolutely. but this the chance that there's a 9/11 police officer who he's dying and I had the chance to have a conversation with him and I said he found me because of the clips. And then I was like, how do we find his stuff? And they, they dug around. Your father yep. was somebody who helped facilitate that. And that's going to get to him Great. right now. Awesome. So, so it's because of this. But, dude, like, yeah, I, I, is there anything that we left on the table? No, I don't, I don't think so. You know, I think I got out most of the major stuff that I want to talk about. I just... The timeline was really important. You know, yeah. the way it was grouped together on the show to make it look like like I was dealing drugs during the show. Yeah, that's what, dur- see, honestly, that's what I thought. Yeah, like, that's what I thought. Like, I thought you were the show was rated, and I'm like, whoa, so how is this not out there? Yeah, for I did everybody this when I was see. when I was a kid, man. Okay. I was in my twenties. And yeah. then once I went to jail, that was the end of it. I never did another illegal thing again. That right. was it. Maybe a traffic ticket. The, you know? This that's a big deal. Like uh what was it? Uh they the Tim, no, Tim Allen. Yeah. Oh, it's a whole Allen. bunch of people. Tim yeah, Allen. Tim, yeah. Even Shorty Rossi, you know, who's on, who's on Animal Planet. The funny thing is, is I'll, I'll make you laugh, right? When we got the, the paperwork for the TV show, it says one through like seven is like, do you have a felony? Have you ever been arrested? Have you ever been caught with a gun? Mine is like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, right? And then all of a sudden I'm like, up. Oh. Here it goes. We're not getting the show. We're done. And then also the next day, they're like, you guys are signed. Yeah. So 
this wasn't hidden news from the network. Right. I didn't hide it from anybody. I was open. I was as forthright. And you know what? The internet wasn't back when I got arrested. There was no really internet back right, then, right. right? So you're not going to find it. You're not going to be able to pull it up. You're not going to be able to do it. I could have sat here all day long and said I, I wasn't arrested. Right. And no you one would have no been able no to. No one would have known. Yeah. It would have been the end of it, right? Yeah. And no one would have been able to find it. But you know what? That's not why I'm here for. I'm here to, to – I want people to understand that you're getting the pure, honest truth. Now, maybe I left a few things out of the story, but – that's fine. The majority of this is the, of the majority of this is the truth. Um, everything that I've said that I can re- that I can recollect that I try to bring you paperwork just you to did. show you guys yes. timeline timelines. Time. I just wanted you to understand that I wasn't just this crazy dad calling the police on my sister. That I wasn't just this crazy kid, you know, doing. The question I just would have wished that we would have asked my sister is, Heather, seem like you have a really nice family. Why are you doing this? I think. And you're right. You know what? And you know and, what? I don't know what we would have got out of her, but I just, any normal person, like, your journey is not about your brother, your big brother, and all the, all the badness that I had. I didn't, I didn't cause you to do that. I didn't cause that, you know? If she wanted to talk about her journey, she could have done that without including any of us. She could have talked, and she could have made it the greatest story, and no one would have ever said anything different, you know? She could have said how she worked in a way, the show, she did a shark tank, she became successful. She could have said all of that, right? And she could have easily have talked about the, the, the TMZ thing, and it just would have disappeared. But now you come on, and you talk about things that happened so many years later, right? Mm-hmm. What is me getting arrested in 1997 have anything to do with her journey? Nothing, nothing, right? And all this stuff. It was just it was just she needed something to make her feel relevant, right? Because she had nothing to say. And that's the thing, but at the end of the day, maybe all of this and everything you and I went through early on, maybe you left the door open for her to knock at the door and say she's sorry. And I, you know, I, I, I agree, but honestly, I don't, but, the reason but, I don't think that'll ever happen, and I'll I just give you one last thing, and I think we can yeah, wrap please. it up. Yeah. I didn't talk to my sister for five years from the time I left that, from the time I walked in and dropped my keys at ATM, which was in 2019. Okay. I did not talk to my sister up until the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. And it wasn't even a talk. So the day before Thanksgiving, my dad's birthday, and they have my nieces. My sister's kids okay. throw a birthday party for my dad at my dad's house. Okay. They invite 50, 60 people, my kids included. I don't get an invite. Okay. My dad's 79th birthday. Oh. Okay. I don't get an invite. So I call my dad and I'm like, hey, dad, you know, obviously I didn't get an invite. This, that, the other. He goes, you know what I would do? I'm like, yeah, you'd probably come because you damn straight I'd come. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's the difference between me and you. I said, I'm not going to come. What I'm going to do is I'm going to come at the very end. I'm going to bring you your gift, pick up my kids, give you a hug and a kiss, say goodbye, happy birthday, and then I'm going to leave. Because if I come early in the night, there's going to be a whole ruckus. It's going to ruin your birthday. Shit's going to happen, go down, and I don't want to do that. And he's like, right. son, I respect you for that. That, that. That's fine. 8.30 comes. I knock on the door. I come in. My sister's hiding somewhere. The house is packed. I come in with a gift. I say hello to everybody. Hi, how you doing? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Where's my dad? Oh, he's in the restroom. We'll be out in a couple of minutes. My dad's in the restroom. I'm talking to one of my old employees, having a conversation. All of a sudden, my niece walks over to me, 23, walks over to me and says, excuse me, do you know when you're going to leave? And I'm like, really? Uh, yeah. Do you know when you're going to leave? And I go, uh, I'm going to leave when I'm finished. When I get to see grandpa, you know, say goodbye. As soon as I'm done saying goodbye, I'm out of here. 
She's like, you know, you weren't invited. I'm like, nah, you know, I know, I know that you didn't invite me. I go, but grandpa told me this morning that it was okay. So she means, you mean to tell me grandpa told you you could come? And I'm like, yeah, grandpa told me that I could come. And she goes, I don't believe you. And she's like, when are you leaving? And I'm like, look, I don't need you. If you would have called me in the first place, we wouldn't be standing here going through this, arguing. I wouldn't hear you listening to me with your little snotty attitude, blah, 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 blah. And then my other niece goes, fuck you. So I'm like, oh, look at you. Now another one with a trash mouth, right? Then my sister comes running out, screaming, yelling. Make a long story short is they tried to remove everyone from the party because I was there. They're like, everybody, come on, let's go. We're just going to leave. Now my dad's sitting there, mind you. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. I'm like, you know what, guys? This is absurd. I've never seen it. I just came in to say hello. Wish my dad a happy birthday. Dad, happy birthday. I got to go. I'm just going to leave. So I go to walk out the door and leave. One thing leads to the next. We're arguing, screaming, family screaming. I'm screaming at my sisters, my nieces. We're screaming at each other. And all of a sudden, my niece's boyfriend pushes me. Yeah, you know that didn't go over too right. well, right? So my kids stepped in, but it just became a whole melee, right? That's the first time that I spoke to, even, had, even looked at, saw, talked, anything to do with my sister since 2018. Wow. Okay, 19, 2019. Then she comes on this podcast. Yeah, just like out of nowhere. Right, Boom. right. Boom. I don't speak five years. No Boom. talking, no nothing, no nothing bad. We have one incident because of my dad's birthday. And then all of a sudden, she comes on this podcast. With, this was in November, right? So we're uh, only five weeks, six weeks out from when this happened. Right. And I don't know when you guys filmed. You guys you know, could have filmed, filmed it last week. Okay, so, yeah. so I'm saying, so five weeks out from when this happened, she goes and spews all this information, right? So she still must have been bitter or hurt from the last time. And then she comes over here and spews all this stuff. But mind you, if you don't speak to someone for five years, why would you just go and just start talking about stuff that happened 30 years ago? And right. then to make it seem like it was happening all during the show and it's current. Yeah. That's what right? I thought. That's what I thought. Right. So, I, And that's why yeah. I wanted to come here today I know, and, I and really it. make you guys understand. Because look... I'm not fans of Frank and Valerie, whether they're your sponsors or not, no. okay? Okay, I get it. And the bottom line is, is that usually when they got something going on, it's not good, okay? In my opinion. That's my okay. opinion. Okay. The bottom line is, is that when I hear them in the room during the podcast, yeah. in my opinion, Heather doesn't know you. You know them. They're your sponsors. I feel that that's the way that she got here. I feel like she was kind of manipulated in oh, yeah. my way to be here. It, because yeah. how does someone on their own accord just decide? My sister didn't just say, hey, I want to go on this podcast and just it's, spew out information. Someone had to say to her, hey, we have this podcast. Why don't you go on there and talk about whatever? Blah, 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 blah. So I just didn't like the way the whole I thing went get down, it. bro. I, get I didn't it. like it. Like I said, yeah. I'm sorry again no. for, for coming at you the way I, I did. And I'm sorry, too. But I just Same wanted way. you to understand, man, what I'm dealing with. I get and, it. And, and how we got to this point. I get it. I think it. that's extremely important. Yeah. No, dude. And then, so, for real. Good, man. Yeah, for seriously. Yeah. All good, bro. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. And, and sharing this. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, that was pretty crazy, you guys. Like, this was crazy. I, I think this is the least amount I've ever spoke on the show, which is good. And... Uh, and it's compelling. You're, you're Nobody's compelling. Bad. I can see why you got a TV show. There's nobody I, bad here. Yeah. My sister's not a bad person. Wade's not a bad person. I'm not a bad. There's nobody bad here. We're human beings that have made mistakes, and we're a family that should have had our privacy kept private. The bottom line is it wasn't. So now that it's not, the story needs to be told the proper way. There That's we go. That's all I wanted to do. 
I'm going to say this one time. I love my dad. I love Wade. I love my sister. I love my family. If we can make it work, we do. If not, we move on. I got my kids and my other family, and I'm just going to keep moving. But the bottom line is, no one's ever going to bring me down. No one's ever going to lie about me. And no one's ever going to talk bad about my family. I'm never going to go for it, ever. There we go. Heroes Journey Podcast. My name is Brian Hopkins. I want to thank the sponsors. Uh, it's Brett Raymer from the TV show Tanked. I can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah. Thank you for sharing thank you. with me. Appreciate Seriously. It. And go see, go to your restaurants here in Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Come on. StalloneSLV.com. Come check us out. Best Italian in Vegas, baby. There you go. Uh, S&P Inc., JPS Computers, West Coast Tattoo Parlor. Thank you so much. Sticky Paw Studios. This has been a uh, Podcast Junkies Network show. We'll see you guys. It's coming around, it's coming around to me